Welcome to Backlog Dialogues, the podcast where we take you out of your backlog before it buries you. I'm John, and joining me as always with a Grand Councilwoman and Tinkerbell to my Captain Justice. So I'm the one with no name? I guess so. I'm Matt. Hey, you you stole me there. I'm Jared. (laughs) Well, I mean, again, as I have said numerous times, you choose which ones you are. I don't know if the order actually matters apart from me saying my ex. Yes. (laughs) Well, I would argue that Sora Donald Goofy, the order is incredibly important. (laughs) (laughs) True, but they're not in this game. One of them isn't in this game. No, they are in this game. Shit. (laughs) Damn it. Damn it all. I'm wrong. It's like watching the. It was like watching the neurons of your long-term memory fire. Yep. <laughs> yep. They're not important characters in this game, and they're not in the same room with each other at any given time. Two of them are. Two of them are. <laughs> yep. So what are we yeah, doing t- today? <laughs> I was going to say Terra Ventus and, and Aqua have kind of an order, but it's not as set in stone as Sora, Donald, and Goofy. Well, because very few, because they're never together, so hardly anyone refers yeah, to them as a group. They're never in a situation where the order of their names can be enforced by some cosmic order. I mean, even Ericus tends to only address one or two of them at a time. Yeah, Paraventus Aqua does feel like the natural order, but it's, I mean, it's just well, I mean, it's, we're playing it. Stone Sky Sea. <laughs> you got it. That's it. So Disney Town time. Yeah, uh, well, first let's talk about what we're doing today. All of it, before we go into where we're doing. What are we doing today? We're helping Aqua get through the rest of the Disney worlds, no matter how much we suffer for it. Yeah, it's sort of a bad batch of worlds here, because not only are we going to have to do Disney Town again, which eh, uh, we're also going to have to uh, check in with Phil in Olympus, which I'm not looking forward to. We're going to, we're, I mean, okay, Deep Space is always fine. Deep Space is always fun. Spoiler, Aqua continues to be the the smartest and most competent person in the room, but that's natural for her. And then we have to sort of confront a bunch of bad shit in uh, Neverland as well. Yeah, Neverland at least is weirdly quick about it. Yeah, true. I I think the highest order of business today is that we have to cancel a Seder, but. If it's the highest order of business, then we have to. It's the thing that we would do first, and that's not what we're doing. We have to go to Disney Town first to get it out of the way. I mean, yeah, we got to go there. Is We just start with Aqua just standing in the deserted town square. Yep, absolutely. No one's around. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, completely uninvited because that is his want. It's Captain Justice. I don't even know how to describe this one, basically. It's just I really even tried to say like, Aqua when it was just walking through town. He's like, hello, do you need me to solve anything? I'm still <laughs> working on my pizza. And and Aqua is just like, OK, and she just keeps walking without saying yeah. a word. Yeah. I'm not getting involved. And of course, that pisses him off. Yep. And so he ends up harassing the poor lady, which not great. And then we just because the rule of comedy is fully in effect here. Yep. We, who we get, we get a character that's basically never done much in, in these games before. And that's a lesser used Disney character, Horace Horsecollar. Yeah. Also known as slightly modified Goofy visually. Yeah, we did see him briefly in uh, Timeless River back in Kingdom Hearts 2, but he didn't really do much there. Did he even speak? Uh, You can talk to him, but he didn't really have a voice. So it's just like a text bubble. Yeah, text bubble. Um, But yeah, uh, he needs some help and he definitely doesn't want Captain Justice to help him. 
funny thing is, I even joke he looks at the modified Goofy. He's also voiced by Bill Farmer, so it's very much this, the uh, similar voice. How many characters does Bill Farmer voice? I mean, these days he's been, at the very least since 1990, he's been Pluto and Horace as well as Goofy. Beyond that, I'm sure he does a lot of secondary stuff. He is someone who tends to appear as voices there, but it's just right. kind of funny that these characters are so similar, have relatively similar voices, though you can tell them apart, of course. So, yeah, some annoying monsters have shown up in the Fruitball Plaza, and I wonder what those monsters are. Yeah. Well, Horace wants some help, but then he sees his first choice as Captain Justice, so he's like, not ah, damn it. I think his little line is like, you? Well, that's a shame. Pete sort of realizes he doesn't really have a chance yeah. at this. In fact, I think Horace Horace even realizes, like, actually, maybe it's not a shame. Hey, Mr. Hero, this is perfect for you. Go fight monsters. Yeah, and that's when Pete's just like, nope, uh, I don't have the time for it. (laughs) Not on the list. I have have problems. And Horace's like, well, they're ruining the fruit ball. Can you really ruin something like fruit ball? I think fruit ball comes (laughs) pre-ruined. Even Uh, more ruined. So we get out to the fruit ball court and sure enough, ain't no rule that says an unverse can't play fruit ball. Oof. So naturally, Captain Justice, he, he he's already gone. He's leaving as we speak. So Aqua, despite not being a quote unquote hero, steps up to the challenge. Yay. He's like, I'm no hero. I, I heroes tend to be much dumber in rushing this shit. I actually think about what I'm doing. Yeah, I think that's fair. I explore all the things before I go play fruit ball and I sort of. Because I've now done this twice, I realize, oh, no, I'm good at ice cream beat. Can I just say, why is ice cream beat probably the least mechanically broken of these three awful games? I say that seriously. The racing game is almost unplayably slick and spinning. And fruit ball is you fighting the camera at all times. Yeah, this one, it it works, but it's a little bit it's just a little bit wonky. It's it's. I guess yeah, it's a technically yeah. competent rhythm game, but it's just th- there's not not much precision to it. Because basically you're you're on the opposite sides of a big soccer field and there's lots of gigantic fruit they got somewhere being thrown out in the field and you're hitting it back and forth. You can like hit it normally or there's spike commands in that. Different fruit act differently, but the game is so random. Like they'll randomly put up nets and blocks and you're never quite sure what the unverse will actually do. And like, I, so like, I feel like the actual strategy for it is you, you want to spike the grapes because the grapes will split into multi balls and score multiple times for you. Well, maybe I'm unlucky because whenever I did that, I feel like half of them bounced back into my field. That can happen because fruit ball is fruit ball and fruit ball is pain and suffering. <laughs> I blame Horace for this. Oh boy. Um, Probably invented it. Fortunately, for a regular Rocco Star, you only need to play Fruit Ball once, and hopefully you don't play any of the other mini games if you value your sanity. Mm-hmm. Because we beat them at a game, once again, the Unverse decide they've had enough. <laughs> yep. We are the real hero in town for getting rid of the monsters. And Minnie agrees. Aqua, who has never seen a Disney cartoon, is super rude and says, who are you to Minnie before apologizing about learning she's the queen? The funny thing is, she's not even super rude. She's like, oh, who are you? And she's like, and then she kind of has the, oh, I wasn't showing etiquette elements. But yeah, yeah. How like she was, just how I, I just imagined Tara, he managed to avoid saying anything horrible, but he was also dismissive as hell then, too. Minnie definitely thinks that being queen is weird. Like, when did it happen, actually? Let's be, let's be real clear about this. When did Minnie become queen? <laughs> I mean, when Minnie became king? And when did that happen? 
I mean, you told me that they, they use Disney's Three Musketeers, in which Minnie's queen and Mickey is a common who marries in the royalty. So does that continue in, in when that world appears later? Uh, yeah, kind of. Although I think she's the princess in that, not the queen. Hmm. But Does that mean like her mom was queen? And I don't know. I also don't know how suddenly Timeless River turned into the Three Musketeers. No, Timeless River turns in because Mickey is a Keyblade wielder before he goes to Three Musketeers. So it's Timeless River, Symphony of Sorcery, Three Musketeers, then this. Is the I'm sorry, which one? You, you slipped one in there I don't recognize. Yep, I did. That Go play your Dream Drop Distance playthrough. Nah. So anyway. So yeah, so Minnie, as I say, no, Minnie's like, I'm not protecting my kingdom well. Yeah. And Horace is, and Horace is just sucking up to her. Yep. I mean, Horace explains to us why Pete is shitty like just how he wants to get everyone to like him, even though he's not doing anything likable. But Horace says he's going to vote for Aqua for the Dreams Award. Just kind of laughing at basically every time you know uh, Terra Ventus and Aqua get somebody to vote for them, uh, even though they're completely new. Nobody knows them. I guess they're helpful. Yeah, and, I, and it really just feels like this should be splitting the vote three ways with Pete only voting for himself. True. Okay, so every time. I did this because I had already had a, a save clear file. It technically thought this was the last time I did it for every single character. I got this scene three times and I was <laughs> very confused in my notes. And I remember even ta- talked to Jared about it. And Jared's like, like, what the fuck are you talking it's about? Been, it's, no, it's not there. Yeah. I'm like, what? 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 Scrambling, look at my notes. It's there. It was fucking there. And then we finally figure it out. I'm like, oh, it's because I had a previous save file. So, yeah, basically, so once you complete with all three or if you're replaying on a save file, which has completed all three, after you finish the storyline, it goes right to the, the award ceremony. Yep. So, yeah, how do these votes add up anyway? Is this a scam? I don't know. It's almost like it's like someone knew that they were somehow a group here. Yeah, like or or you know everyone got the each group got the vote once, so it was a three way tie with one vote each. I guess, but all three of them win. Uh, in this timeline, only Aqua is here to actually receive the award. But if you somehow did Terra first or Ventus first, they're the ones who get to receive the award. Yeah, but no matter what happens, Pete rushes the stage and wants to speak to the manager. Yeah, I was <laughs> really excited to hope that Ven and Terra were there, so no luck. So it's just a cruel trick on her, I'd argue. But yeah, yeah. Well, at least I guess she knows that. Everyone else was here. So, yeah, Pete rushes up as Captain Justice. He immediately complains. Like, and then it's like after five seconds where no one's responding, he runs off stage, changes costumes instantly. and comes back as Captain Dark. So I don't know, again, what the plan was. Like, I think I think his plan is either to try and get people to root for the face or root for the heel. Uh, either way works, but <laughs> not particularly good at either role. So. Yeah, it's not here. And then amazingly, absolutely amazingly, Minnie banishes Pete to the shadow realm for being a jackass. Well, it's good. <laughs> all we know what happens is he basically tries to manhandle Minnie and then they call out the magic rooms of Sorcerer's Apprentice mm-hmm. and they care and they carry Pete off. And we don't see what happens to him until later. We see him floating in a multicolored void. So, yeah. Oh, no. Let's talk about that multicolored void. Well, the first Aqua, of course, is sad because her friends, once again, aren't there. But yeah, but she gets ice cream. Well, that just fixes everything. It's but yeah. it's but it's the wrong flavor. 
No, it's a, it's a flavor specifically designed for aqua. It's got to be the right flavor. No, because everyone needs sea salt. Literally just after that, and aqua just kind of you know, says, okay, the ice cream's good, because I would argue she would say anyways, because she's polite. It doesn't just insult people for no reason. Yeah, it's not it's not a uh, sea salt ice cream, so it can't be good. Well, yeah, but again, I mean, okay. she's she's, the, she's diplomatic. I want to talk about the ice cream in this game because the ice cream is a really weird mechanic. Um, oh god, I couldn't make heads or tails of it. I couldn't get any of it. I never um, found enough ingredients. Okay, so in every world, there is a weird little creature uh, that drops beans of or ingredients, something that you use to take to the ice cream maker in uh, Disney Town to make ice cream. And you need to go to all the worlds to get all the ingredients that you need. You need to do this on every character. But you have to get the random. You have to get the random metal slime enemies for that. And I only saw them like three times per per route normally. Yeah. Uh, every world has them. You know where they're going to be in the room if based on a specific configuration of monsters. Uh, and so what Ice Cream does is it will automatically put you into a specific form change when you use it as an item in combat. With the also a rare chance of once you've unlocked it through Ice Cream Beat, which is its real purpose. Ugh. Once you've unlocked it through Ice Cream Beat, you can also use the a specific form change that it's basically just turns your Keyblade into an ice cream cone and uh, you do ice powered attacks. Funny. It's random. You can't rely on it. And it's not as good as Rhythm Mixer. So what the fuck is it doing in this game? Jeez. Well, it's either that or. Well, this might be a good place to search for some ingredients. No, that's when they kidnap people. Remember, we already discussed that. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Let's talk about that shadowy void. Yeah. So Pete's just in there sulking. Like it's literally, it is no other way to describe it. He's in some sort of dimensional pocket. Yeah. It's the timeout void. It's the timeout void. Yeah. That's a good way. <laughs> Why to- does Minnie have that? <laughs> she's the queen. She. It's- she's good friends with the Mickey. She probably knows some Keyblade shit. She figured out how to put people in mallet space. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Whatever the case, you know who else can I get there? Someone who knows how to teleport through dark portals and go through between worlds. That's right. But we only, we only get her voice. She doesn't appear. True. Still, it's Maleficent. <laughs> and it's Maleficent, and she's here to make sure Pete never has to learn a moral for the story. Yeah. Yep. Like, I'm just going to bust out of here, Ed. She's like, well, you don't have that power. I'll let you out if you do what I say. Yep. He loves her forever for making sure that he never has to learn anything. Yep. And he just instantly goes, sure, if you count on me, just get me out of here. You can tell me what to do. Yep. Gets hired into a gig with benefits. The benefits being not being in a dark void. And Maleficent gets the best hire of her life. It's all downhill from here, girl. Yeah, well, no one else else is focused enough to to do their job. He's terrible at it, but at least he doesn't wander off forgetting about it. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I just like, and then it's just this evil portal appears behind P. He's like, good enough for me. Yep. <laughs> walks right in. And that's the end of their storyline for this game, I believe. Yep. Um, we won't need to see them again, but they live on in our hearts and in future games. Well, they live in our hearts. That means they're already corrupting them to create the door to kingdom hearts. Oh, no, that's no. not their goal. That's not Maleficent's goal. She doesn't care about that shit. She is thinking way beyond kingdom hearts. Yeah. Well, what is she thinking? I mean, her plan just seems to be control heartless. Go play DDD. Play DDD and you will understand her goal. <laughs> Beat up by a frog. Anyway, <laughs> where are we going next? Olympus. Where are we going next? 
Matt, I give you the honors to say this line. Today we have come to cancel Philoctetes. Is that how you say it? Philoctetes. Okay. Uh, Fine. (laughs) As much as I think that words become a punchline abusive term, it's hard to say anything else for this, but... No, it's the correct way to to describe what we're going to be doing here, because we need to... We need to bring to light some very troubling things that we've learned about Philoctetes and why he should be not allowed to speak in public ever again. Aqua <laughs> takes three steps into a cutscene here before anyone speaks, Unverse popped up. Yep. And shortly after that, Phil shows up to be a sexist dick. He literally <laughs> jumps in front and tells Sweet Cheeks he'll take care of it. I do not regret saying that because that is literally what he says. Like, nope. the, like, the moment he says that line, I just feel... It, like a pit in my stomach. Like, <laughs> oh no. They aren't seriously going to do this for an entire world, are they? That is love. He, I don't know if it's supposed to be com- comedic or him actually recognizing what he can't do shit because he takes one look at him and he's like, oh wait, no, let's send the kid at them. Yep. Uh, <laughs> young Hercules comes up to fight the Unverse with Aqua. And, like, at this point, if your Aqua is not loaded up with powerful magic, you're probably doing it wrong. Exploding so fast that Hercules isn't even getting near him. Yeah, yeah, like, it, it, as I was doing this, I'm like, Mega Flare, Deep Freeze, look at that, they're all dead. I'm using magic hours, I like watching yours shoot up and down in pillars of lights, because it's just kind of over over the top. Yep, I thought it was an easy fight. It's Aqua, She that's what she has when she has to fight trash. Speaking of trash, Phil walks up like he knows any shit afterwards. <laughs> and he said, they almost made gyros out of me, does he actually say it wrong? I know that's the wrong pronunciation. Uh, no, I think he says hero. I, I, I think he says it correctly, but I which actually know. makes for some even without the without the uh, cutscenes, that would make a strange connection with the theme of this world. In theory, true. They always made heroes out of me. Don't you make the heroes? Well, I mean, Her kind of muses about what it means to be a hero here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kind of equates it with being strong, which I mean. What the fuck? Well, that always kind of was Hercules' character arc in the movie is figuring that out after he comes strong that he's still not there. That while he's so, doing good things, it's still not the same as what they were looking for for nobility. So we have to deal with Hercules most terrible too, even though he's the least terrible person in the story. Yeah, again, Hercules is well, no, generally the least terrible person yeah. in the story. Herc is the least terrible person that's exclusively in this world. And I really don't think Herc's terrible. At all times, he's very altruistic, very much wants to help people. Because even when he's obsessed with strength, he still feels being a hero is naturally helping people with things. It just kind of is still – even when he's popular, it doesn't get too far to him. It just makes him assume that he's doing what he needs to. Yeah. So I don't know about, I don't know about calling him terrible in any way, to be honest. True. That's fair. I mean, especially, especially if you go back to the original mythos to compare, woof. Huh. Yep. Regardless. This one doesn't kill anyone by accident. Yeah. Herc mentions that Terra's the champion, which is almost enough to get Aqua to care about this place. Yeah, huh. Phil immediately just comes back in with just horrible. I find myself thinking of Santa coming in, joking how G-rated hitting on people sounds almost worse than the than the more vulgar forms. Oh, it definitely kind of does. And it's even because he'll read her some epic poetry. If you know huh. what I mean. No. Oh yeah, he loves the Isle of Sapphos. Oh gosh. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, Aqua is like you gross. Get stop this, please. Just tell me about Terra. Aqua goes for total ignoring. Like, she just almost completely flats out anything he says that isn't what she's trying to focus on. She's pretty good at it, for all things considered. I mean, 
it's bullshit she's dealing with it but yeah it's bullshit she's dealing with it that's let's be clear here like however the hell she's dealing with it it's bullshit that she's dealing with it what's going on with that bullshit yeah no it's just she's trying to figure out about Tara and Phil immediately gets sulky because she mentioned a guy I swear that's really the mood there they yeah, try to try tripod she's mad at Tara for messing everything up in general but that's not what it looks like no it's not like it's like every single thing Phil is doing in this uh, section is the worst I hate it yeah I mean he offers to quote train Aqua which immediately has Hercules who is at least innocent enough not to get what's going on is like but Phil I had to beg you to train me <laughs> yep. and then he would but then, and then this I've cut I, this might be Phil's worst line here yeah like I, I have in my notes he offers to train her which holy fuck no just no what the fuck is this doing in Kingdom Hearts <laughs> and it's like, it's like, pipe down, kid. You and she ain't got the same attributes, if you know what I mean. Oh, oh no. God, why? <sighs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Aqua lets it roll off her back and ignores all the sexism and just signs up for the games. And it's like, and she's like, I don't need a trade. He's like, women. It's like, oh, God, just stop. Yeah. <laughs> like. God, I hate Phil so much in this world. Because I think we'd all, I would just say, I think maybe we'd all be happier if we managed to keep Phil from talking again. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, let's get these tournament matches out of the way. Like, I'd argue, by the way, once again, Phil's conned someone to fight Unverse in the arena for him. Yeah, it's true. He has. But I guess this is the one way that they keep the original mythology in the Disney's Hercules, where... The one way they keep it is that satyrs be horny. Okay, how horny was Phil in Hercules the movie? Well, there's the whole bit where there's the whole, well in the movie he hits on Meg and gets thrown into a lake, <laughs> and he just spreads the rest of it being mildly shitty about her, mostly because he doesn't he partly doesn't trust her, but he also clearly is wounded pride there. But so, so what you're saying is he's even worse here. Oh yeah, he's far worse here. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Aqua has some time-limited matches, and they're all easy, because, again, anything that has not enough HP to survive a Mega Flare isn't going to be hanging around for very often, and Mega Flare hits more of the times than once. <laughs> so, yeah, last fight's against Zack. Remember what I said about Herc being the least terrible person here? <laughs> yeah, so here we're at the kind of the half-level annoyance. Yep, like... Like, I'm not going to defend Zach, but I'm not going to say he is irredeemable here because Zach runs up and hits on her like a dumb 15 year old kid. This is true. He gets right up in her face. And why is every guy shitty to Aqua here? Yeah. Like <laughs> I said, it's a sort of thing that I don't want to dismiss as innocent because guys shouldn't do that. But it's also one where I have hope that maybe if someone sits the kid down, and gives him a talking to, he'll figure it out and, and, and fix things. Phil just no, that's not going to happen. The impression I get from how they were trying to pitch Zach due to Crisis Core at the time was just like, he's just the, what if Cloud was super cheerful all the time? Is yeah. my impression of him. Well, he's the kind of the person Cloud looks up to. Looks yeah. up to. Yeah, exactly. He kind of wants to be Zach. I know we've talked about this, Matt, but the way you just said that he wants, yeah, Cloud wants to be Zach. <laughs> I think that was, yep. I think, I think that was probably the intention, right? Yeah. Tara's in a totally different bracket. All three of our characters are here mostly at the same time. I mean, no, this is Tara's not here. Zach actually oh. explicitly says this is the game after that. He talks about Tara saved him. Phil says he's probably the other brackets. I actually yeah. think he does pull that. OK, OK, that's fair. That, that he says, fun. for all we know, your boy could be in the West. It's like it's like 
it's from a certain point of view true true yep so but he ain't ain't no obi-wan yeah yep aqua wants to find tara phil is like nope you cannot do that his reputation's on the line aqua's just like whatever and zach just starts doing squats yeah he's so fired up Zach, Zach just does squats when he's fired up. He's being enthusiastic here. He hasn't said anything directly to her too terrible. He's talking about, and he actually is being friendly, talking about how Tara helped him save his life. Yeah, yeah. So let's ruin that by having Hades come out here and be completely dismissive towards women. Huh. Oh, gosh. Yes. Oh, gosh. I, so, yeah, Aqua has an easy time with Zach, fighting Zach. Because Zach is not that, because Zach is not that good a fighter. But so Hades is also here to be a dick and also talks down to Aqua, which more or less confirms that Olympus Coliseum is the most sexist Disney world in Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. I mean, uh, we're, let's go back to the movie. Hades is predatory towards a woman who he has he has uh, influence over at all times. It's pretty nasty. Well, so literally and, so as a villain's actions. But and, you know, in in the whole uh, actual mythology, you know, Hades just, you know, essentially takes a particular woman as his uh, wife by kidnapping her. So depends on the version. Well, it does the older remedy. That's not the oldest version. That's that is actually most likely considered it was rewritten when people started trying to push to make Hades a negative figure. Interesting. Yeah. But Zeus kidnaps her in the original and Hades, which we spoke about the game actually preserves that. Yeah. Yeah. Hades is going to fight Aqua. Zach just wants to make sure Aqua gets vengeance for him and Tara. Like, why does, where does Tara come in? Oh, because Hades is also fucking around on Tara's bracket. Yeah, because everybody's just like, you should try darkness. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and try darkness is just fighting exactly the same as we have the rest of the games. And somehow <laughs> that was all very strange. Hades wasn't put, giving his A game. Aqua versus Hades. Let's go. Well, what do they actually fight? Uh, Yeah, you fight. Uh, you fight Hades and the Ice Colossus at the same time, as I recall. Yeah. Specifically Colossus. It looks exactly like the Ice Titan, but it has a different name. Yeah. Like, so literally does the Ice Colossus know that I've done the arena of shit ton in the last two characters, and therefore I am not scared of him. <laughs> He's not as annoying as Kingdom Hearts 1's Ice Titan. Well, that's that's a super boss basically making you learn your, your deflections. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this one is just like, a bit closer to Rock Titan, really, though also you have Shot Locks as a way to uh, do some good damage to his head up front. Yeah. And I was like, isn't that against the rules? He just said, you always call for backup. It's exactly, like, OK, I back up. And I was like, no, no, wait, don't. Oh, I, yeah, I don't need you right now. Just <laughs> I just imagine. No, don't come back. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> he so, froze. So, yeah, it's pretty cool that you get to fight Aquan High Titan at the same time. They still go down like jumps because Firewheel is overpowered. And let me talk about this real quick. Firewheel is Aqua's uh, special cartwheel that is on fire, as the name says. It's great. It is, her dodge roll cartwheel is also kind of amusingly extra because it just seems. Yep. It's, a, it's an amusingly different animation, I think. Yes. After the fight, you get her diamond dust uh, command style, which we talked about it before. Yeah. You probably aren't going to use it very much. And then we find out that Hades apparently, I don't know if he made this, found this, summoned it, but it's not a Titan. That's why its name was different. Yeah. So he goes, he's like, I got to go find a real Titan. So 
what is the difference between Ice Colossus and Ice Titan? Uh, I kind of imagine like the first one, like he was kind of like he was only about 20 degrees and the Ice Titans were like down to negative 50. So the ice is stronger. That makes sense. Yeah, it could just also be like, you know, it's a piece of the, the Ice Titan, you know, like derived from it. Emanated from it. We're getting Gnostic in here. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's Oh, it's a cutting from it. Ah, yep. Rio. And the cutting takes on life and becomes the exact same thing. But, you know, without the passion. <laughs> I don't know. So maybe like Ice Colossus is to the Ice Titan as Olaf is to, what's the name of the big guy? Marshmallow. Marshmallow. As, uh... <laughs> As Olaf is to Marshmallow, that kind of thing, maybe something like that. So we, so it's going to teach Ice Titan about existentialism. Yes, <laughs> we we live. Oh no! Anyway, let's go on. Aqua's the champ. Zach is thrilled. Zach wants to celebrate. Stupid Hades! I'll put him in his place. No, no, you won't. <laughs> yep. Even yeah. Aqua says. Even Aqua says, I don't want to celebrate. Yeah, Aqua's just like, no, no, please, no. Then Zach asks for a date, and Aqua really isn't interested. She's actually kind of shocked, which suggests to me that she either was missing what Phil said, maybe because he was so short she wasn't looking at him, or she managed to completely repress it. (laughs) Zach makes a trade offer. He becomes a hero. She goes on a date with him, and Aqua is super not interested. Dude, fuck off. She's being polite because like, I can't make any promises. And he just sort of runs off. But like you nope. can just sort of tell that she's like, oh, God, fuck it. No, please. No. I mean, she's also feeling embarrassed and awkward because her nose is their faces red after Zach runs off randomly. Yep. Uh, she did kind of spend most of her life, you know, in a mostly ascetic training environment with her two brothers who she didn't see in that way. So, True. quote unquote, Very brothers. True. Yeah. So Aqua leaves. Let us leave this blighted place and never return. We get the theme that strength alone doesn't make a true hero. Force with delinquent Zach. You got the mark of a hero keyblade. I heard delinquent Zach there, and it sounded about right. <laughs> like I said, you, you need someone needs to sit Zach down and tell him that no, just being a kid is an excuse. You need to you need to cut the shit out and listen to people. Yep. Listen and then more, maybe he'll do better. Well. Yes. Boy, I hope Deep Space isn't a sexist. Well, at least the leader there is is a woman. True. <laughs> also, I don't think I don't think most of the experiments are particularly sexist. I don't know if they have that I kind mean, of mental conception. Well, there's Angel who literally acts as a uh, seducing siren, but what? <laughs> yeah, that's one of the latest. It, it, it's it's Stitch's love interest. It's Pink Stitch with longer antenna, and she has a hypnotizing song. Funny. What the heck is going on in that TV show? <laughs> every every so often, weird, weird shit. I never saw the TV show, so yeah. I didn't see much of it. I saw enough to realize how odd it, it could get. And honestly, I kind of admired it for it. Sure, it was a... It's cheesy. It's kind of a weird Pokemon knockoff in some ways. But honestly, it's happy being weird and i think that always works with it better than like, not yeah that's why i one of the reasons i like courage the cowardly dog because it's just so weird but i literally just think at one point where jumbo's like oh this guy is this this experiment is great he's relentless he'll never stop hunting oh wait now i see how i screwed myself almost to that line and i said that's good humor okay <laughs> so yeah so aqua is on the spaceship just shows up no explanation 
Like, it's not like where uh, Terra or Ventus had a reason to go to the spaceship. She's just on the spaceship. And we even saw them fly into it or somehow get uh, Terra got picked up by it and Ventus yep. kind of accidentally flew into it. Yep. And then there's Unverse on the ship as well because... It's probably because Aqua actually knows what she's doing and she got permission to dock and everything like that. Well, I will say the next few lines suggest against that, but it still <laughs> seems like he was just sensible enough to come in without causing a scene. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So, yeah, after Aqua beats up a bunch of Unverse, she finds a crudely fashioned Wayfinder, which is instantly swiped by Experiment 626. Just kind of flies out, grabs it from her. So then Gantu shows up, yep. but, but not before the 626 notices Aqua's keyblade just seems curious. I don't remember yep. if it says anything. So, yeah, I have in my notes at that moment, Aqua, don't be a narc. I think because uh, did she see uh, did she say where Experiment 626 was going? Yeah, it's like, yeah, he's like, he didn't look vicious, but he's in the ventilation system. Ah, yep. Yep. So, yeah, that's why I said Aqua, don't be an arc. And can I say, <laughs> got two questions after a second, but Aqua acts so naturally, he almost seems to assume she's security. It's like, wait, what sector are you from? Yep. <laughs> yep. And so he, but he does, like, realize that Aqua's a stowaway. So he's like, yeah, you're kind I'm of doing this shit now. He's being aggressive and kind of say, stay close, but Aqua's cooperating pretty calmly. I can't. What is her name? Grand, Grand Councilwoman. Grand Councilwoman stops them as Gatsu's dragging Aqua along. Like, Seriously, Gatsu, you have one job. Is almost <laughs> literally what she's saying. Hey, he found an intruder. was like, no, I, I didn't mean to sneak on board. <laughs> also, those monsters you're dealing with, I actually know how to beat them. Yep. Yeah. Which either Terra or Ven managed to articulate in a sensible way. Yeah, and it's like, you know what? That's actually probably a good way to go about doing things. Maybe that's another thing that Ericus gave Aqua in her initiation training. Just like, hey, you're supposed to protect the world border. But look, if people if you're going to deal with people, tell them enough that they're not just going <laughs> to rely on blind trust. That's that's what you're supposed to do for me. If you encounter royalty, they'll know about Keyblades. So you don't need to worry about that. If it's someone is more just like professional role, just like use diplomacy. She's democratically elected, we assume. So <laughs> presumably yeah. she didn't just get handed but, you know, he should even tell meritocracy. We don't know. We don't know the yeah. entire hierarchy of this alien race. It's the United Galactic Federation. So it's got to be something. Well, and I guess she's a councilwoman. So that is probably an elected position. Or at least appointed from within an elected, elected council. Something like that, you know? Yes. Okay. But anyways, Aqua even makes a point saying, you know, your weapons aren't going to really work on these things. And she's like, oh, wait, that that's true. God is like, well, I'm still working on it. Yeah, that's wasting time. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Aqua pisses off the cop by swiping his job. And yep. the Grand Council was like, well, we're really, listen, if you want to help, thank you. Just completely reasonable. Yeah, totally reasonable. Well, like the whole role of her is that she's the reasonable other who can be convinced to uh, Gantu's, you know, uh, uh, aggressive chest beating. Yeah. Well, he's literally he's he's literally a cop that lets two single folks to change his mind and becomes desperate for his own reputation and only gets worse as the franchise goes on, of course. Mm. We also need to go find Jumba, as I I recall. Well, if you had to help, these things are on the run. Clearly, Gantu's useless. If you see him, can you help us catch him? Mm. Guys, like, that's my job. Yep. (laughs) She's like, you had your chance. Yep. (laughs) So, yeah, uh. We got on the ship deck. Aqua even notes that the experiment had a wayfinder, and clearly that's important. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, we get air slide when we uh, get a, take care of a bunch of unverse. Then we find the wayfinder again. 
so yeah, after that, we go. Well, basically, there's a lot of going through clearing out Unverse here in a few different rooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she finds 626, like, actually in the cell block area. Yeah. Like, uh, she basically tells the little guy, hey, I have orders to take you in. And which just causes him to go, Kara! She's like, wait. Go on. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. Then more and then of course, yeah, because like, no, we're not letting you have a conversation seat. Yep. And I it is at this point in my notes that I realize a lot of Aqua sections have her teaming up with someone. <laughs> That's kind of weird, don't you think? Terra's section has to be used by people and Ven's section has him trying to convince people that he can help. So, I mean, it's nice that Aqua gets help, but also it's kind of like. She is still probably the most competent member of our, th- our trio here, so. Maybe maybe I can justify it by saying she's inspiring people to help her. That's probably the way to look at it. She is the one that comes by and fixes the mess that the other two made. I mean, this one is almost literal. Mm-hmm. I mean, for all the sympathetic elements of 626, Tara and Ven have kind of really made things chaotic here. Well, Tara has, and then Ven finishes it off later. I forgot the order. Right. I guess Vanitas is still the main culprit, but still. Benitez hates cutscenes, as we've been establishing. So, yep, he just shits out the inverse to take care of him. <laughs> yeah, after the fight, Aqua thanks six two six and asks what he's looking for. He just says Tara and fucks off. <laughs> I was like, oh wait, no, darn it! I will say Aqua's hesitation and wanting to talk about things is kind of rearing its head here, though it's not all bad. It still kind of shows how that's a pattern of hers. Oh yeah, yeah. Like she's she's starting to notice that. Wait, that little guy is not that dangerous. But she actually goes back and talks to the councilwoman about that. Mm-hmm. And, but she's just like, well, I guess I got to do it. And councilwoman honestly kind of says it in the, well, we have to assume so. He was genetically engineered to be indestructible and deadly, and he's kind of acting crazy. So it's yeah. kind of risky. She doesn't say all that much, but with context from this for the show, that's really what it, in the movie is what that feels like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we get to the ship hub where we find Jumba confronting 626. Yeah. And frankly saying, I'm going to fix you. In this case, it's particularly just meaning like fixing his uh, behavior, not. He's not smashing stuff enough. This is no good. Yeah. And then Gantu just storms and like, nope, I'm going to do this. Yeah. First of all, just make a quick note. Like Aqua does try to bring both Jumba and 626 into custody. I believe she even says, like, look, I, I bring you in here, but we really need it. We can talk this over. Yeah. And Jumba also just explains that 626 did meet Terra. And did make the Wayfinder after being inspired by it, which is what seems to be all what Jumba's complaining about in the first place. Yep. Yeah. And then 626 snarls about him in his language, and he called Gantu fat. Yep. It's worth noting that a running joke in the first part of the movie is that apparently whenever you say language, he tends to be swearing up a storm. <laughs> so it's like, man, it's trial. He says a few things. And everyone gasps. Like, they're shocked that he would say that. <laughs> Aqua and six two six are going up against Gantu, and this is this is tragic. Gantu is destroyed here. Yeah, I was gonna say I I seem to remember Gantu being like the ultimate chump. Well, and I think it's because of how powerful Aqua is at this stage in the game. It, just a couple episodes ago, we were talking about how she can barely do any damage because she doesn't have a lot of good magic, and at this point now, she is probably far and away way stronger than either. Uh, Ventus or Terra were. I mean, because the what, the boss's main tricks are, are breaking combos, if you're just blasting away, mm-hmm. Gantu uses a lot of ranged weapons. He kind of does put a lot of hazards on the field, but... Honestly, like, I just don't remember much about it because Aqua burns through it so quickly. 
I mean, I said, I, I, I feel like there's at least one thing I wanted to mention. I'm just trying to remember here. He's huge and he's kind of slamming into you, doing shoulder charges and shooting his gun. But against Aqua, whether she's using magic, whether she's using form change to have a sword bigger than he is, it's it, it's a mismatch. Oh, yeah. High Council woman shows up, just tells us to knock this shit off. It's not worth it. Let's cut it out and go. Yeah. And basically, I believe she literally demotes God too. He says, you're going to be we're doing patrol routes now. Yep. <laughs> also wants to put to escort 626 to the banishment asteroid. I think, is that the exact words? I, that's in my notes. Uh, I'm trying to think exactly how they put it. It's like, she literally says the asteroid where he's been banished. So he might as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Banishment asteroid. Got it. Yeah. I mean, it's just like so Aqua just said, I don't think he's that dangerous. Like, well, maybe if he's maybe if he has, if he shows good behavior, we'll think about it. Yeah. I said, she's reasonable. I mean, she's willing to listen to Aqua. Aqua's done right by her. And, you know, it's like maybe I said, I'm not sure, but I'm willing to look. And so Aqua just makes sure 626 knows that she's also friends with Terra and Ventus. And that's how 626 learns about Ventus. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is kind of an amusing way to go about things. For both of the time, we've had Aqua showing up last. This is the first time where she showed up second, and it's kind of weird. Then kind of jailbreaks everything. So Aqua actually gets gives things a chance, and then Ven kind of disrupts it all again. Mm-hmm. Doesn't end too badly, to be honest, but that is kind of amazing. Forced a D-Link with Experiment 626 and got the Hyperdrive Keyblade. Can I say that he has a horrible time saying Aqua's name? Ah, cool. Ah. Yeah. Yes. If a fan just goes, Van, <laughs> just Van, it's so much easier. It is so much easier. <laughs> Her name is three syllables, and one of them is a Q. I mean, it's, I mean, you would really consider it three syllables? I do, I consider it two. Well, he only, he only knows katakana. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, so, so it's three vowel sounds then. Akua. That's. Akua. Yeah. I've been trying to explain to my housemate how in Japanese, if you consider each vowel a separate sound, it's, it's going to help you pronounce better, especially names. So at the same time, you need to – there are some uh, – There's exceptions, of course, but – Well, no, it's not exceptions. It's when there are two vowel sounds that are right next to each other, they sort of combine into a make a different sound. Like A uh, a and I are would be – I, I. A and E, and, but you combine them together, it's I. Yeah. But it has helped with like what we're watching. It has helped him get through some names better, remember them better. Cool. Like, I'll, say the, I'll say a name, Kaede, is just destroying him. <laughs> So yeah, so so we leave we leave this here knowing that in, that in twenty minutes Ventus will show up. So Aqua left too fast. Yep, and we're off to Neverland. So, Lost Boys. Let's talk about how we start. Uh, two furries, Lost Boys, as you say, are wandering into the Indian camp when they see a map. Like I I think I've uh, we elaborated enough on the. Indian camp last time we were here, right? How not yes. only is it uncomfortable as it's written, it symbolizes yeah. something even more uncomfortable in its original work. Yeah. Mm. So that, let's not elaborate on it too much. I'm just going to say it's not, it's not like any not like any characters appear from it, which is probably fortunate considering how they were treated and designed. Yes, that's very fortunate. The Lost Boys wander in, they see a map, and Aqua just walks up to pick it up. Well, now you're in charge. Yeah. And I gotta say, Peter Pan flies in, he goes to Aqua. He must think she's a teenager because he doesn't go, oh no, an adult. And didn't he think Tara looked like an adult? Well, he thought Tara was a pirate because he faced him guarding the treasure. True. Things got a little smoother there, but he just kind of assumed. 
Yep. I will say Peter Pan with girls kind of has a questionable history too, but <laughs> is Peter Pan? Well, more that there's the whole Tinkerbell and jealousy and awkward relations there. It's not too severe, but it kind of has after everything we talked about. Kind of makes me think of those, especially because Tink immediately starts complaining and is oh, getting yeah. all jealous yonder here again. Yep, but I think Peter Pan doesn't care. Aqua kind of doesn't want to do this, but Peter Pan blackmails her by guilting the furries. Well, she even <laughs> says she picked up the map, and I guess they just assume treasure maps naturally appear. Does that make sense? Because it's just like says like, oh, a treasure map. Like we always find every few days. Does yeah. does this mean that Peter Pan is a lit RPG now? Well, we've already, <laughs> we've already, already sort of argued that it's Westworld. Yeah, it's, not, <laughs> it's a um, it's yeah, it's in that whole like recurring event type thing. So yeah, map shows up every now and then. Let's go on a treasure hunt. Okay. Okay. It's also worth noting that Peter Pan has already heard of Aqua, but he's cryptic as to how. First place we arrive at on our treasure hunt is the Mermaid Lagoon. And here's Hook being a dick. Just like. Just kind of there shouting at them. It's like, ah, you've arrived. Yep. Once again, the whole Westworld thing is going on. Like uh, the adventure has been started. The experience is underway. And part of that experience is Hook showing up to yell at you. (laughs) And then Peter Pan yelling back at him and Hook opens fire, which is how we will always have cannons firing on the Mermaid Lagoon. Always. It's an annoying feature of it. Yeah, especially since it's kind of one of those places where I won't say the platform is too hard, but it's one of those ones where if you fall, you're stuck in the water. You have to swim around to one of a few places. So it's very punishing platforming in that sense. Yeah, I remember that. Like, I fell off like a time or two and it was annoying. Especially with Terra, who's the most uh, limited in mobility. So he kind of was the worst then. Because Ventus, he just, he just, like, oh, he was just gliding everywhere by then. <laughs> Fortunately, we just go along the coastline, get to the cliffs, and there's a very large cliff face going all the way up that this we haven't part, been able to go up before. Aqua has a huge map chunk here in this one. Oh, yeah. That the oh, yeah. Have. It's time to fly. Tink flies up, leaving a trail of pixie dust that we used to follow. It's kind of, as I recall, kind of makes you pinball. Uh, Kind of. It sort of just like lifts you up and places you down. And like there's a whole lot of places that you can do this. There's a lot of stuff to explore. But unbelievably, the route up the falls takes us all the way back to where we started. <laughs> like right back to the place right outside the Indian camp. Uh, like that, it's the island is one big loop. And if you just go out to the grinding area, which is what I call that one little area right outside the uh right near the save point that has a lot of enemies that show up really quickly. Is that like the, is that like the, the wide like fields with, like where the, you can see the ship off of this. And so it still shoots at you. Uh, no, it is one that does not have the ship. It's uh, sort of high up. You just go out. There's a bunch of unverse, go out more unverse, And like, you can clear it with a few mega flares or anyway. if you use experiment six to six, you can talk about the link level in Neverland. Can I say one thing that really frustrates in that game? What? I don't like that D links deactivate when you move areas. I love it because you can build up your dealing faster. Frankly, at that point, Neverland, I'm getting enough orbs. I can keep it going continuously. But instead, the dealing shuts off. So I'm going to have to replenish it before I can turn it back on again. Actually, I found it as a disruption. That's fair. Sometimes I just wanted to get out of the dealing quickly without having to like. I don't mind the cancel option. (laughs) There is no cancel option, as I recall. No, you just revert. Shit, maybe you're right. So that, that all happens. Yes. Yeah, uh, we get back to the start. Aqua is just like, what the fuck, Pete? 
I forget exactly what bullshit Peter Pan makes up, but I, that's what I have in my notes is that Peter Pan makes up some bullshit. I believe he goes for the whole like you as the treasure was the, was the obstacles you conquered along the way. Yeah, Aqua's just like we know. went in a circle. That's that's how it's going. <laughs> on. Aqua says, "I guess you're a good leader, but I'm still not happy." Hook shows up, then gloating with some treasure. Hey, what do we know? Well, he found the treasure chest. So yeah, inside the treasure chest is just a bunch of wooden weapons. So this is clearly after Ven buried the chest, and it's been a bit of time. So more more evidence of the Westworld theory, I guess. That's <laughs> like, but even as like say, he's saying like, "Where's the where's my treasures? Oh, we lost that." Even look for it. <laughs> and then the croc shows up and spooks Hook, which causes everyone to laugh. The ticking crocodile is a amusing element to bring in, but it also just kind of feels like, hmm, were we deprived of a good boss fight? I know we already had one duel against Hook, but were we deprived of a cool one? Instead of a bullshit one that's coming up? Huh. Anyway, because we learned how to fly, we get double flight instead of glide. Fair oh. enough. But uh, also just worth noting that Aqua does see Ven's training keyblade in the treasure chest. So. Yes. Right. She was behind Ventus for Deep Space, but in front of Ventus for Peter Pan. Well, yeah. no, wow. No, no, no. Other way, way around. It's weird that her order is she's the last one to arrive in every place except for Deep Space. And I don't know how the time works out for that. Don't question mm. it. It's Kingdom Hearts. Don't question it. Okay. So. Ready for some bullshit? In this indie camp, I'm even slurring it. I don't want to say it. Uh, uh, let's get that wrapped let's up. The then. Camp. Yep. Yeah. Let's just get rid. Just in the camp. Yeah. One more time, we encounter Vanitas, and he's frankly seems like he's just ready to uh, wrap things up. Yeah. Um. He is so pissed with the number of cutscenes he's not been able to interrupt lately that he's goes right up, grabs the trading keyblade, and breaks it in two. Which is a dick move. Like, he's like, he's outgrown this, and I've outgrown you. Yep. You are no longer needed, basically, is the message. Yep. And, and so he immediately attacks her, and they have a fight, and he's really still no different than before. Yeah, he's the same as he ever was. Yeah. Same sight. Same thing. I apparently got to do some silly shit. Got to get some extra hits up once more for Healer Strike, which I think... Okay, yeah, Heal Strike is a move that will increase your HP... While you're using it, uh, there are so many weird random commands that I'm like trying to remember how exactly how it works. But apparently I was able to uh, just get more uh, hits on my once more through that. And then I did some anime shit to win transforming, I assume. Yeah, uh, I think Aqua probably has the easiest time out of it because, again, Vinius's whole shtick is that he, uh, at least in this incarnation, is that he likes to break out of combos and Aqua has lots of magic to do damage. I think magic is not the best course against this guy, but uh, you still have an easy time just taking care of what he throws at you, which gets you the okay. ghost drive command style, which is a lot of fun. Ghost drive is basically Aqua stealing videos a trick and doing echo, like make, leaving echoes and warping. Oh yeah. She does the teleports behind you. Nothing personal kid as a command nope. style. It's great. <laughs> and it's going to come back again in another game. Yay. Onward and upwards. So Aqua thinks she's finished off Vanitas here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He kind of falls over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she tries to get the training keyblade. He, but yeah, she's just totally like burnt out at this point. She like gazes out of the sea and just drifts to sleep. Yep. And that causes her to have another uh, flashback. She remembers an argument between Ben and Tara, and just like 
Uh, gets the warm and fuzzy brother like relationship feeling. She regrets arguing with him. She's a little calmer. Than she, she's like, she's calmer at this point than she has better times, but she's definitely very worn. Like, she decides that she understands that he, like, he knew his treasure was friends there, but it still seems to be very wistful, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We get, well, we get a D-Link. Well, no, we first wake up to the side of Peter Pan, which is not oh, yeah. a good thing to wake up to, but. Yeah, I mean, he's a little weird looking, a little uncanny valley, but it's not that bad. True. Aqua doesn't need treasure. She learned an important lesson about real treasure, which is bonds between friends. And Peter's like, no, 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 it's it's going through random weird adventures. <laughs> of course, you're dealing with Peter Pan. Got pixie petal keyblade. Oh, boy, do we ever use it? I do. It's great. It's a magic keyblade. Yeah, it's one of the stronger magic keyblades. I'm pretty sure I used Pixie Paddle up until I got Ultimate Weapon. Either way, Aqua's made her way through the rest of the stories, and really only one out of four worlds was really terrible. So as much as we hate it, it's almost all concentrated at one spot. Yes. Yes. Like, I would say all the other worlds are dragged down by that proximity. Mm. (laughs) The other worlds are still very slight. Birth by slight. I mean, if you think about Neverland, just doesn't really need Peter Pan in it. True. The, the, the entire plot is just, I mean, the, the treasure thing matters, but it, they barely factor. Hook is just there, and then Vanitas is the climax of it. Yeah. Unfortunately, these weren't my favorite set of worlds for Aqua, so yeah. I mean, I do feel Aqua still manages to assert herself very well. The whole bit where she gets flustered by Zach's a little bit ridiculous, but... Yep. Like, it's... All I have to say is that, like... Aqua has done the most disservice by the Disney worlds, and it really sucks because she is still my favorite character. It's funny because many of them are really respectful to her. Right? The Grand Council one really takes her as someone who is helpful and trusting yeah. and that she works with. But then there's just these few that just have this really negative shit happening. I mean, yeah. Even Peter Pan managed to not be particularly sexist, though Tinkerbell's doing her jealous thing. Right. Hmm. It's like, you're anyway. in charge. I'm not complaining. <laughs> At the very least, with that one, it's not Peter Pan necessarily being sexist, but rather the characters of Peter Pan sometimes having a sexist, you know, like role in their character. But basically, we're through this now. It's now just about time to see where Aqua's path goes next. Yep. We have one more episode in the Aqua route. Oh, boy. Aqua actually has a very good ending, in my opinion. So until next time, I'm Matt. I'm John. I'm Jared. And remember, a good story is best enjoyed with friends. Thank you for listening to Backlog Dialogues. If you're enjoying our deep dives and discussions, be sure to leave a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice. If you're really enjoying our deep dives and discussions, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash backlogdialogues. If you'd like to hear more episodes, you can find our archives at backlogdialogues.com. Special thanks to Eli for our theme song. Kingdom Hearts and all associated trademarks are the property of Disney and Square Enix. Please support the official release. I need to really get started on Isomnium Files Nirvana Initiative. I've seen a lot of people in the visual novel community raving about it recently. <laughs> I think uh, you were mad at for asking you to remember stuff. I was! Um, okay, so I started playing the game... And I'm like, yes, I'm totally down for this. Kotaro Uchikoshi, tell me what, show me what you got. I'm ready for another Kotaro Uchikoshi game. And like the very first line of dialogue is asking me, do you remember this event from the first game? I'm like, yeah, I kind of do. And then it's like, we're not asking you the character. We're asking you with bracket quotes around it. And I'm like, sus. It was like, back off game.
of like back off game, geez. And like I, you don't have to get that aggro about your meta. And then I'm and then I'm like, yes, I remember. And it's like, are you sure? Which character? What? What was the name? name of the character? Name that every character. Name no, every what, no, specifically, what is the name? What is the name of the character that this event happened to in the in the ending of it? And I'm like, shit, I don't remember the discrete details like that. I think it might have been this character, but I'm going to go check to be sure. And then it's like, uh-huh, you got it. Now, who? what was the name of the culprit? I'm like, I think I remember this. <laughs> but So if I, you're wrong, so, do you lose the, do you, like, get punished? I don't know. I'm not going to find out, because I got it right. <laughs> well, then, I don't know how much there's a complaint about. You figured it out. It It's still just as kind of like, okay, so... Kotaro Uchikoshi is the is sort of like from the same class of visual novel writers as what is the name of the writer for Danganronpa Kotaka. Kodaka. Kodaka? Yeah, it's, yeah, they're actually good friends, and they basically like try to one up each other with each of their games. Yeah, well, Kodaka is a very strange person. I applaud him. And, and so, like, Kazutaka and I'm also Kodaka, there it is. and I'm already used to Uchikoshi being very meta because of all of Zero Escape. And so when uh, the sequel to Isomnium Files, a game which I did enjoy a lot, uh, decides to get really meta in the very first scene, I get very suspicious. (laughs) (laughs) Or he gets banished to rotten oblivion for eternity in the Sea of Fragments. Sorry, I can't make that reference yet. And said it yourself before I corrected you. <laughs> yes. You don't. You, you end up cutting this as fine. New wish. Olaf recaps Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I would love that. I yes. would love Josh Gad to uh, recap Kingdom Hearts. I mean, I don't Olaf. know if you, if you watch the Olaf recaps other shows, like the shorts. Those were pretty great. I need to watch that. I've heard that's pretty funny. And and they're really easy light watches, so. No, I would love that. That sounds delightful. I would love Olaf to recap Kingdom Hearts. And then he could, then he could join up with the guy from Matt Man, plus it would be Marvel and Thor. Hold my hand. We're off to Never Never Land? No, no, no Metallica. That's, that's take my hand. Yeah. Take my hand. Got it. Thank you.